Ready, Heather? Ready to be annoying? <laughs> Go off. Like, me. Heather, I swear I just saw her crack her knuckles. <laughs> because the second she sees these mics, she said it's game on. <laughs> it's showtime. It's showtime, baby. She said, I don't, I didn't give a fuck about you bitches like hours before. But all of a sudden, I need your attention. Like, I need it. I need it or I'll die. <laughs> and we're going to hear that. I can already tell she's going to be very needy this episode. <laughs> so, you guys, it's my favorite season. It's fall. Autumn, if you will. Yeah. And this time, I'm having more of like a spiritual... like. You don't realize how the seasons are so connected to just the meaning of life itself where like things are meant to die, things are meant to rebirth and actually follows my favorite season. So it reminds me like how beautiful things dying can be. Aww, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> very yeah. symbolic. Very mm-hmm. symbolic. That's the circle of life. Yeah, I'll be the one to say it. Happiest, happy Scorpio season. <laughs> We're yeah. starting on this emo, emo note, and that's okay. It's Scorpio season. <laughs> that's so true. Oh my gosh, I was literally just saying how I literally put the A team on my. I have a playlist for every um season, and on my Scorpio season, I put the A team. <laughs> tell me, I'm not depressed. I'm just kidding. No, tell me, I'm not deep into like Scorpio energy because mm-hmm. I really am going. Back to my roots of like fucking old music. I'm like going into old music too. Mm-hmm. Or at least like a whole genre that I stopped listening to. Which yeah. is really weird. Like when I was going to junior college in Costa Mesa, I was so into like the indie scene. And like lately, that's all I've been listening to. And I yes. don't know, it just feels nostalgic. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm remembering who I was before I lost myself for a really long time. Oh, yeah. You're, like, the youth in you. Yeah. That that child. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. And honestly, it's not really the relationships, but I do feel like it's because I was in a relationship back-to-back that, like, Mm. I didn't grow as a a person for so long. I mean, I'm sure that I did, but, like, not not in the way that I've, you know, grown in, like, the past year. Yes, yes. It's interesting that you mentioned that because... Right now, I'm at the age, like, where you were probably in a relationship, you know? Right. And... How and old are you? 22. Yes, I was in a yeah. relationship. hmm And so, I'm just, like, I grow so fast at this point in my life. Um, and I'm not sure if that's a age thing or not, but, like, at this point in your life, it does make sense why you're... Why I'm, like, literally outgrowing every fucking part of myself. Like, I'm rebirthing to this better um more sincere version of myself every fucking day it feels like like i can't catch up like that's how it feels it's it's um it's really exciting for me because at the end of the day i do feel more fulfilled but it's also really scary to not feel like i know who i am yet like i'm still trying to figure it out or like i'm still getting familiar with being who i am now and i fucking love who i am right now like I am letting, like, my boundaries are made of steel right now. I don't think I've ever realized my worth and celebrated it so much um, just on my own, just for my own good to myself. Like, I just, like, I didn't, I I, I used to, like, not have a self-esteem, right? (laughs) 
and to go from like not having a self-esteem to like thinking I'm actually worthy of living and I think I have worth just by existing to like actually realizing I'm actually so fucking special like and like everyone can do that because that's the thing is like when you let go of all those fucking expectations of yourself and the ways that you had to survive to cope when you were like 16 17 18 and or 13 and and you're letting all that shit go that's how you realize how special you are because those are the times and in my life at least that I really let the things that were so special about me just die and like hide because I didn't want to seem different I didn't want to seem special I wanted to be seem normal to whatever that meant because you know we all know that that means that feels like safety to us or whatever but you mean like those were the ages where you felt like you suppressed the real you in order to fit in yes exactly Mm -hmm. I know what you mean where like I get in those phases where I will go back to like my old music and it'll be like a really specific point in my life and I just think about that version of myself and I celebrate that person yeah that's sweet Mm -hmm. well this is a great intro because I feel like we're touching on a lot of the things that that are just going to be interwoven in the topics of today so why don't we roll that intro Woo! Yay. Long time no speak. I know. I'm so happy to be back. Me too. Yeah. So excited. I did have a little depre moment yesterday. <laughs> feeling a little overwhelmed. And yeah. It, it was cause probably because I was just tired physically, but also just like socially depleted. Mm-hmm. And I just allowed myself to veg out. And as like, you should. This morning I woke up and I was like, let's record like I feel better um I want to get back into my rhythm and routine yeah this is why people need to veg out more I am I no one is rooting more for people to like just do nothing and exist more than me like literally it it, that's the thing is like you'll get a lot further in life if you take that time to just sit and just do nothing and not feel guilty about it that's part of it dude that's part of fucking vegging out is not feeling guilty about doing nothing Mm -hmm. it's actually i think lately or on tiktok i've been seeing that a lot of people have felt that feeling of like of being so socially depleted yeah everyone was talking about like is anyone else feeling really depressed from this weekend like like you're looking back everyone's looking back at the weekend and like overthinking over analyzing they kind of feel depressed they feel really like their energy's gone and i'm like yeah that that I feel that. Is like, uh, I feel that so much. Yeah. Even the overthinking. I didn't. I thought it was just you know my personality and mm-hmm. like you know being anxious thinking about mm-hmm. it. But yeah, I mean I've been I we've hung out with people like every weekend for like three months straight, mm-hmm. and I haven't felt the way that I felt after this weekend. Like this mm-hmm. weekend, I was like, what? Yes. Fuck? And it's oh maybe because yeah. we haven't rested, too. Because, like, everything's opening up. People are getting vaxxed. People are, 
socializing again. And I do feel like there's a tad a bit of FOMO. Like, after being locked up for so long, that people are like, we got to go to everything, you know? And yeah. I mean, at least that's how I've, I've been feeling. And, yeah, it, it hit its breaking point yesterday. So I'm just glad to be back. Yeah. I've actually found that, like, that's a much more universal feeling than we talk about. Like, all these things that you don't, that you think are just like, oh, it's my anxiety, blah, 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 blah. Which I also just watched a video about, like, how much we... We talk about it way too much about our symptoms, our traumas. We romanticize our traumas. We give it so much power. We, you know, and identify. mm -hmm. And, you know, I I totally get the sentiment and I'm trying, I'm actually trying not to do that so much anymore, but you don't realize how, how everyone goes through that. Everyone. We're like, you could be having the best weekend ever, like the best three days ever. And then you go home and you feel so empty. Yeah, yeah. That's a very normal, normal feeling. And it doesn't have to do with anxiety. It doesn't have to do with depression. It's just being a human being. <laughs> yeah. And the amount of times that I probably call it something or like the, the amount of times I misidentify what it is or like I say it's anxiety or depression. It's like I can't imagine how many times I've done that where like it probably wasn't. It was just... Me being a human being. Yeah. 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 Which also, there's nothing wrong with my anxiety and depression and blah, 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 blah. I don't feel bad about saying that it's that, but I just know that I'm probably wrong half the time. Yeah. And I also think it's like thinking about it as a symptom to your mental illness every time you're feeling uncomfortable or, you know, upset. It kind of pathologizes it, right? Like it's like something wrong, a problem to be fixed. Whereas if you see yes. it as just like, oh, literally three days straight of socializing, drinking, smoking, like we are human beings and we are just, you know, tired. And that just means you're a human and not every day of your life is going to be comfortable and mm-hmm. exciting, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you feel like you had fun that weekend and then the next day you're not feeling so good, like you're definitely, I think you're overthinking it. I think we all we're all overthinking it because you were existing like things were just going 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 or at least that's what I think like when I have a busy weekend like I'm just going with the flow of everything and then I get anxious about like I should have been overthinking the whole weekend it's like no I was just existing and so then when I get back home then I like I save that time for me to overthink or the fact that I didn't overthink feels wrong I'm like where's my overthinking (laughs) you know so I think that's also probably what it is so I hope people really relate to this and I'm sh- I'm sure they will because when I saw everyone on TikTok like talking about this feeling everyone was like what the fuck like I haven't talked about this feeling with anyone and I didn't realize it was so normal and I'm like I love it I love yeah, it I love it too yeah well you told me something about being psychic and I'm really interested about that I fucking love talking about <laughs> psychic abilities yeah so The reason I feel like my psychic abilities are in the forefront of my mind right now, because on this Halloween, we went to like this party and it was really relaxed. It was so nice. It was just like outside. There was lights and candles and stuff. It was really cute. It was a queer space. It was really nice people. And there was just this table set up out there that had like everything it needed to like start a tarot business, basically. (laughs) 
it had the table, two chairs, the deck, and then a bong, and then uh, <laughs> candles, like, all around it. And so I was just like, oh, I asked the host, like, oh, like, are you doing readings? And they were like, oh, no, it's just for, like, if anyone wants to or if anyone wants to look at the deck or is interested or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. But then our friend who was with us was like, oh, can you do my reading? They were like, do you do reading? Do you read people's uh, cards? I'm like, yeah, like, I'll do it right now. So then I sat down with my friend and I did their reading. And then from then on, like, a line formed. <laughs> literally and after that line like someone else pulled me aside and asked me again and um they had asked me like for my information to like hang out and do it but then they were like oh do you have time right now and I was like yeah like and and I really actually feel touched that they also were like do you have enough energy because it's so true if I'm tapping into my intuition all the time it uses up so much of my energy but what's funny is that I actually felt really energized after every reading. Mm. I felt like my intuition was so clear. Like I was in the flow of it, of like getting all these, like all this information from like people's angels and spirit guides. Mm. And and I just felt very honored that so many people trusted me by letting me into their lives. People don't have to do that and be very specific about things that are going on. But people were and I felt very very honored to have been able to help them. I feel like all of them got a lot of clarity and that's all I'm here for in my opinion. That's my purpose is to like help give them information from like up there, like the other realm, you know? That's my my goal is to help people have clarity here with that information, so yeah. It was so funny because we were at this party and I sat down with like um, one of the people who organized it eating candy like taking shots like I'm just having a good old time and I like I turn over and my sister's like doing readings there's a fucking line she has an audience <laughs> there's an like audience. literal people just sitting next to her um, and she's like re- doing readings and everybody's like oh wow <laughs> like everyone's so amazed yeah. and I was like oh my god I gotta go over there it was great it was awesome it was so great and it was so great, and all my friends were cheering me on, being like, yeah, Val, like, you know, I was a hot commodity that night. <laughs> it was great. Everyone was so fucking sweet, and um, it felt like a safe space because, yeah, like, there was an audience, and people were asking, like, can I listen? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. And then, obviously, like, the other person had to give permission as well, and they did. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, who I was doing the reading for was like, oh yeah, you can sit and listen. So Everyone they felt just safe. Open. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great. It was such a great group of people that day. Like It really was. I didn't get enough Instagram <laughs> names. Um, I didn't follow many people on Instagram, but I hope we see them again. I, we probably will. I think so. And that night really fucking pushed me to focus on my intuition. And speaking of intuition, before the party... You and I had talked about not going. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to go because we just didn't feel like it. We didn't feel mm-hmm. like it. And logically, I was just thinking, like, I'm tired. I don't feel like socializing that much. I'm mm-hmm. whatever. But then something in me mm-hmm. had told me to go. I also read some cards. But something in me told me, like, uh, like let's check. Maybe we should go. And so I, I did. I was like, okay, maybe we should. And then we did. And then it ended up being, like, the best night. Mm-hmm. So... So, speaking of intuish. <laughs> <laughs> the dish with intuish. Yeah. 
Um, I think I've been, no, I know I've been psychic since I was little. I just didn't realize what it was. I've always just known shit and not necessarily predicting the future from a young age. That hasn't developed until like recently, but I would always be able to read people's energy. Um, I could tell if like I could trust someone or not trust someone. And then when I was like 15 or whatever, I remember you had some friends that I didn't like and I told you. Oh, wow. For the most part, people don't believe me because I'm making a bold statement over seemingly nothing, but I know what I feel. I know for some reason, like feelings will come up about people that just feel like truth to me. It just feels like the truth. If I feel like this person has bad intentions, it just feels like the truth to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you've been right many, many times. Like, I've been a witness to the fact that... And I'll fight you on it. Like, I'll be like, no, I don't think so. Like, let's give them a chance. And then next thing you know, you're right. You were right. They always, always end up proving me right. That's why I always let it go. As soon as I say it, I let it go. And I'm not there to prove anything to anyone i'm there to say something so that everyone remembers (laughs) when when we all fucking when some shit happens you know yeah you do that uh, when we watch the bachelorette it's pretty funny hell yeah baby (laughs) oh yeah i don't even need to meet you necessarily i just need to like look at a photo of you oh my or look at like a video of you like i just need to look at you seeing just just a picture that's like the most psychic shit i've ever heard I think also, like, in The Bachelorette, the introduction portion where they come and meet The Bachelorette for the first time, it's, like, a really good indication of who someone is because even if they're not being authentic, that in and of itself tells you a lot. Tells you all you need to know. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's not necessarily... It's just, like, I can tell this person has a mask on or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the general feeling. Right. And I don't mean, like, people with, like, good intentions like us. Like, sometimes we put on a mask mm-hmm. of, like oh, I'm not feeling too great, but I'm gonna try my best either way. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people whose identity is a mask. Yeah, that's what that's I mean. Scary. Like, they're not real. Like, they're not real people. Like, what they're showing you ain't real. Oh my God. Um, it is scary. And yes, I do that a lot with The Bachelorette. I can just tell. And there was one that from the first night, they got the first rose. And and I was like, it's, this one's the one that, like, is gonna fucking crush her. Like, I just know it. Great. Like, I don't, yeah. Their name if is any, Greg. If, from- if you guys watch it, you know exactly who the fuck Greg is. Fuck yeah, fuck that Greg. motherfucker. <laughs> fuck Greg. And we love Katie. Um, So, yeah, that season. But yeah, let's talk about that because that was interesting, honestly. Because when oh, yeah. he first came out, I was like, oh, he's sweet. He's cute. And, like, they look good together. And I feel like they have chemistry and all this stuff. And you're like, yeah, but it's bullshit. Like, I don't even remember exactly what you said. But you're like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just had to put my two cents in there like i don't think and so i thought you i was like no i think he's just sensitive and nervous and blah blah well this motherfucker was like gaslighting katie by the end of it, it was very like, abusive horrible. and it was i just want to make it clear it was till the very end this motherfucker had me in the first half mm-hmm. like to the point where i almost started believing them i almost like they didn't let go of their mask mm-hmm. till the fucking very very end and that's why when i first saw them i knew this motherfucker is gonna really hurt her in some way and that's how they did it they waited till the very end yeah. to fucking show who they really were yeah so continue about the gaslighting because oh yeah i mean that is a good 
Well, if you haven't seen The Bachelorette or that that season or whatever, Craig. Wait, is it Craig or Greg? <laughs> it's Greg. It's we don't know what, at this point. Is it Chad? Is it Clayton? Is it Clayton? <laughs> oh my god. Yes, you know you knew I was going to say that. Yeah, that's our new favorite white boy name is Clayton. Clayton. Yeah. That's a good one. Where did they come up with that one? <laughs> oh my god. So so he, so Greg got to the final three, and usually the final three it's it is like well the final three is the most important and probably the hardest elimination because you have they get to meet your family and you get to meet their family. Katie met Greg's family and everything went well until Greg pulled her aside and was like, "Just tell me if." Basically, he wanted her to tell him that she was gonna choose him at the end. But this is a show on ABC, you know? Katie can't just say, like, yeah, I'm going to choose you. And these other two guys are fucked, you know? Like, there's two more episodes left, my guy. Like, relax. Mm-hmm. But he was trying to force her. And, and she was basically telling him to just wait. And yeah. he starts telling her, like, see, I can't even remember what the fucking bullshit that was coming out of his mouth. I think I can remember. They said something like, when, when I said I love you, because they... That's the thing is, Greg had said, I love you for the first time after the family came. And Katie didn't say it back because technically, like, they're not supposed to. Or, like, for the most part, they wait till the very, very, very end to say I love you back. And then that's the person they choose. Which fucking makes sense to me. Because if you tell multiple people, which that has happened with The Bachelors, because men are fucking idiots. (laughs) They will tell multiple people, like, I love you. And then it just is so, so bad, so heartbreaking um, so she was waiting to tell him and he was like, your reaction to saying I love you, like, meh, 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 meh. like he was basically upset that she didn't give the reaction he wanted, right. which is so fucking controlling. Yeah. That's because that's essentially what he was saying. Like he was literally almost using those words. He was saying like, you didn't give the reaction I wanted. Yeah. yeah. He was saying that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this motherfucker, like is so fucking controlling and, mm-hmm. um, that's how you know their partner is just a side piece or like a background character to them. Stop it. Heather. No. Heather, Stop. come here. Come here. She's getting so hyper. I'd love to put music over this. <laughs> Heavy. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, gaslighting in general is a very misunderstood concept because it's a very confusing and abstract thing to imagine especially if you're not a manipulative person yes yes heck yes (laughs) i watched a youtube video recently it's a short film on youtube about gaslighting and it just basically shows like from the beginning of a relationship towards the end like how someone can start to make you question your reality and it's just wild because it can come in all sorts of shapes and sizes like even just when someone is crying and you tell them like that's not even a reason to cry that is gaslighting honestly i feel like i've done that before you know and that's why like that video really hit me because i was like oh like i imagine it being like this huge sinister plot but it can be really really insidious you know 
and it made me feel sad like for all my exes that I've ever invalidated in that way it's it's horrible you know it makes me feel ashamed um but it really it really also was good to see it and just be aware of that stuff for when you know I start to seriously date people again I mean I'm dating now but when I'm serious about it (laughs) yeah there's some a lot of ways that people can hide gaslighting it's like more normal than you'd think yeah and even just understanding what gaslighting means opens up your eyes to a lot of the ways we are just are as human beings mm-hmm. basically yeah. it really gives a lot of clarity if you break it down as to like why people do it how people do it it reminds you how much people want control because that's that's what you're doing you're trying to like control a situation yes. or a person it's yes. just yeah it's that's really exactly. ugly that's exactly what it is. You're not, you're, yeah, you're trying to control the way they're behaving. Yes. Because you're making them feel ashamed by their natural reaction or response that they're having. I think everyone should look into that, into that. Because uh, even if you don't think you came from an abusive household or whatever, it's just like a thing that can happen between your friends that you don't even realize is happening, whatever. It's just, it's a big key to like if you feel like you struggle with relationships gaslighting is just such a subtle way for people to control you so i would really look into it that and i'm just putting it in there because i feel like understanding gaslighting and understanding misogyny actually saved my life and literally led me to like the path of success where i am now those two things were like huge keys huge keys to like opening up my mind um i think misogyny though was even bigger like uh, yeah that's how people break down your self-esteem because they they make you question your reality and then you just start to mold your reality into what they say yeah it's fucking terrible it's disgusting and the oh my god when you see people do it it's in such subtle ways that it's like eerie it's Mm -hmm. so eerie how hidden it is oh my god Ugh. but that's why honestly i watch shows like the bachelorette and just reality television in general because you can get so many perspectives uh very fast Mm -hmm. and i think especially with something like relationships like not necessarily romantic but just a relationship it's really interesting to see the subtle ways all these types of men will go about it and gaslight you (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know like uh they the gaslighters always end up coming out we always end up finding them you can't hide on abc and that's just a great segue, honestly, because... <laughs> Shut up. I need to focus. Um, That's a good segue, just like learning what <laughs> red flags are. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to come out. The grab one was going to come out. <laughs> Take out the batteries. That's a good segue of like looking for red flags or... Knowing how to recognize certain red flags, especially when you're, like, dating or are interested in seeing people or whatever. Which, you know, that that's just, like, let's just start there. Because I don't even know what the fuck I want. I don't know. And that's, like, I'm, I'm a Libra, okay? So, like, the fact that I can't make a decision between one thing or the other, it just shows like how difficult it is for me to figure out what the fuck I want in a relationship because it's such a complex decision, you know? And I have friends that are all over the spectrum. Like I have I have friends who are partnered who have who have an open relationship, who date other people, but they have like their one partner. 
Um, and I have like polyamorous friends who just have like multiple partners. And then I have people who are just dating, like literally just ca- being casual. And then I have friends who are monogamous, you know, and I was monogamous up until my last relationship and like just being around people who are polyamorous it's like so beautiful to me like to see how people can love another person even romantically and still only want their happiness to the point where they don't need to control their sexual autonomy um or their autonomy in general because honestly that's what monogamy meant for me and all of my monogamous relationships you know like like every boyfriend or girlfriend that I've had, once we got serious, it's like we do everything together. <laughs> and then you just start to, and maybe that's just like an unhealthy way of doing monogamy. Like maybe I was just doing it wrong. And Sounds I like codependency. <laughs> Mental illness. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's a way to be monogamous and still be a, a person. A person. Yeah. 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 But see, I've never seen it. Like in our family, have i've never seen that you're gonna see it with my next person because i there's no way i went to that extreme too like the only relationship i've had the only serious relationship i've had went to that extreme as well yeah it's horrible and there's and and literally i i there's no way mama no way because (laughs) as a gemini how was i doing that i need so much independence you know yeah and that's probably why you got so depressed and that's probably why i got so depressed yes <laughs> we're both air signs we both need our individuality our own time our air own. cannot be controlled air cannot <laughs> yeah. be controlled or contained yeah no yeah and, and that's why cool. you're right it's it was so fucking bad yeah. um and it just sucks like codependency was the one way we were taught to have a relationship with yeah. a significant other yeah yeah which look at us breaking generational trauma <laughs> and yeah that's See, I'm trying. I'm trying very hard. Um, But going back to me being a Libra and a Cancer Moon, I like, I really crave that type of connection. Like the lovey-dovey, cheesy, like, I I live for that shit. Like the lovey-dovey, cheesy, gordita crumb, (laughs) supreme. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been very interesting to try to put these like new ideas into like who I even swipe right for and stuff like that because you can learn all about someone just on what they choose to put on their bio you know heck yeah so like I get it when people are like I don't do online dating like I totally get it but I feel like I could get a pretty good read excuse me heavy heavy does not like online dating I no. get it you had a bad experience but that doesn't mean they everybody hate else Tinder. will But yeah, I feel like I could get a pretty good read on people based on what they choose to write about themselves and like even the pictures that they choose to post about themselves. And it's not their physical appearance itself, you know, but it's like some, especially on Tinder, because on Tinder is where like I kind of, I kind of just reserve it for like men just because it's easier to find men on there. And then I have another app for women called Her. And so like on Tinder, especially going back to men, (laughs) being stupid (laughs) they'll post like a picture of like a group of seven people and it's like what is this like you know it's just and that's like their first picture that they put up 
Like, that's the first thing they put up. Or, like, just a picture of their chest. <laughs> no. Yes. Is Tinder? Yes. Men are idiots. This is why I'm not on Tinder. Ugh, ever, it's ever. so horrible. Or, like, they'll have pictures and then they won't have a bio at all. Like, who reads these? I was talking to my friend, Elena, and we were just both, like, laughing about how, like, we do, motherfucker. We read them. <laughs> Just tell us you can't read, Clayton. <laughs> Just tell us you don't know how to write. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell us you're illiterate. You're illiterate. <laughs> yeah. That makes more sense to me than then who reads these? <laughs> On a dating app? That's who all the heck I have reads to go these? With. That's all you do. That's, That's all the you only do. thing I have. Yeah. <laughs> to make a decision. I'm supposed to just take a leap of faith. I'm so, uh, supposed you? to trust your ass? I'm <laughs> supposed to trust your stupid who reads these bios ass? And it's always Shut the like, fuck up. It's always the Claytons, you know, that wear like the Vans uh, baseball caps and shit. And really, it's just like, oh my god, <laughs> bro. Like, I need to know more. Yeah. This doesn't say much. <laughs> this whole thing doesn't tell me much. So, um. What else do I have to know other than you have big tits? <laughs> what else is there to know? <laughs> That's how men's brains work. <laughs> That's probably why I don't get enough uh, men on there. Other than the fact that I look super masked now that I have my head shaved. And I love it. I live for it. Because <laughs> then the people who do mesh with me, I'm like, work. Are gay as fuck. Exactly. I'm like, let me tell you something. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> You're gay. <laughs> <laughs> Call them out. Ah! I want names. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, everyone's gay. That's a, you know, that's a thing. Everyone's a little tiny bit gay, at least. That's my theory. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, because all these three people are mad. <laughs> like, why are you so mad? Why yeah. are you thinking about gay people so much? Yeah. Why are you thinking about gay sex so much? Exactly. Exactly. Damn. That's hilarious. <laughs> So yeah, I'm just flip-flopping around. Like, do I want to be polyamorous or do I want to be monogamous? And like, like who fucking knows? And then do I even want to involve someone in the mess that I'm in right now? Like, which is, I'm just trying to figure out who I am and what I'm doing, you know? I've also decided that I can't do casual sex because, well, for many reasons. But recently I watched a video by... I think it's called, I think her YouTube channel is called uh, Crappy Childhood Fairy. And she talks a lot about childhood PTSD or CPTSD. And she made a video about casual sex. And I like watched it and I was like, oh my God, no wonder. Like any time that I've ever done it, which probably two, twice. I've probably done it twice in my entire life. Yeah. I've always felt like shit after. Or, like, those two times I felt like shit after. And I think it's because, well, I mean, she explained a lot of it because, you know, the emotional trauma that we've gone through is just, like, not built for that type of connection with someone. Like, we need to build trust, and there's, like, no trust at all when you do that. And I wish I could. You end up with a UTI, bitch. I'm just (laughs) kidding. I'm just joking. No, I, I applaud people who can do it, like... Yeah, like, it's fun, whatever. But I just feel like I always end up feeling really shitty after. And I guess just overthinking it, feeling anxious, feeling insecure, um, reading into everything. But yeah, anyways. No, I second that. 
<laughs> well, okay, no. I don't second the overthinking. I think I process it differently, but I second that it's not for me either. Mm-hmm. Like, the same reason. Like, I just think I need to trust someone and my childhood has not allowed me to, like, be able to be open like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one time I did do it, I don't regret it at all. Like, I had so much fun. Mm-hmm. But I did realize, like, oh, I get attached, you know? And mm-hmm. then I don't like that. I don't think that's fair to them or me. Um right. And so I don't like it and, and whatever, but, but I, I had a great time and, you know, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I did trust them. I do feel like I can trust people. Like, it takes a very, very particular person, right? But I do think I, I could trust them and I did trust them. So it was fine. It's just like kind of the feeling after I have where I'm like, mm, like, I feel, I feel like, yeah, it's just, like I it's just a weird thing also for me to just... I just like it's very sacred to me and it's something that's meant for me and someone really 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 special and that's kind of hard to find Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah right I feel I feel the same way um like I think I'm generally in a posture of trust when it comes to other people like I believe most people are God I believe people are inherently God and I think people just get jaded or hurt by life so I feel that and I feel like that's why I'm so confident when it comes to like oh dating and maybe having casual sex whatever like I'm comfortable going through with it like I'm never not I'm never uncomfortable in the moment when it's happening like I'm having fun it's just after and I think it's the attachment thing too and just like I think in general intimacy is so foreign when you grew up in a house where everything was very shallow and very emotionally vacant (laughs) And also vulnerability when you grew up like with adults taking advantage of your vulnerability, you know, it's just like, I feel like it just triggers so much. Yes, Um, I, I agree with that a lot because it's the feeling of like, this is someone I should trust, but I don't. mm -hmm. That feeling that we have with our parents. Yes. Like I don't trust my parent, but I'm supposed to. And I'm like almost forced to because I have to. And so if you go through with sex like, like that, casual sex, you have to trust them. Mm-hmm. And then you do, but then you have like this back, this trigger of like, I'm supposed to trust them, but I don't. Yeah. Because wh- the fucking one person you're supposed to fucking trust in your whole fucking life, you couldn't. So maybe that feeling of afterwards is like, oh, they've seen a part of me that is very like intimate. Like, how are they going to use it to hurt me? Like, I wonder if that's what's happening in our head. Which is ironic because I feel like we use those thoughts to hurt ourselves, you know. (laughs) How do you agree? What is going on? Yeah, I think that's what it could be. I think I don't know. It's interesting. I think it has to do with the person for me. Like it just has to be the right person for casual stuff. I. I just, I have to feel like I can trust you is really just it. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's how you move forward with intimacy is just, you just trust the person. So I agree. Like we have an interesting attachment style. I don't think it's uh, something we shouldn't work towards or work through if we really want it, you know? Right. Because if you want it, those issues are still always going to be there. So just work through, l- work through it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm really enticed by the idea of having, like, a friend with benefits situation. But I'm so terrified that I'm going to fuck it up. You know what I mean? So I'm not there yet. At least we know that. But yeah, I would love to work through things in order to get there one day. You know, I feel like I've had the opportunity to go that route. And 
I feel like I'm too scared to try it, you know? Especially when it's someone you really care deeply for. It's it's really scary to, like, put all of that on the line, you know? Definitely. I just... I hate the feeling that someone's just using me for my body. Yeah. Fucking hate that. I hate that, too. I hate that. Because, uh, like, go find bodies then, bitch. Go to <laughs> Tinder. Not me, though. Excuse you know? You. Excuse me. <laughs> um, but... No, seriously, like, for me also, I realized that, like, with sex, I have to feel emotionally invested to care about sex, and I have to feel intellectually stimulated. And it's both or nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, I won't have sex with you if I don't think you stimulate me and that you care about me. Men find it so fucking hard (laughs) to do those things, but when you find those special people or that special person, it doesn't have to be a man because we, I'm queer, but yeah, it, it's like... That, I think that's why it's so icky to me to think that someone is just using me for my body. Because I'm like, go do that then. Because I'm here for something different. Like, just a little bit different. Yeah. What I need is a little bit different, basically. That, you know, that's a great point. And that's like, that's why I do take bios seriously, you know. Because I'm constantly taking them because I don't want to mislead anybody. And I also want to be very clear about what I want. Which is really hard for me. But, like, going on Tinder, if you if you don't go in there saying exactly what you want... Or go in there knowing what you're looking for. You're only gonna bump into people who want to use you for your body. You know what I mean? And it's just a waste of fucking time. What a great episode. I feel like we really got into a lot of just like the running themes and lessons we've been learning. Yeah. And uh, we have so much more. We have so much more we've been learning. We are so excited to be back. I miss this a lot. So... I appreciate anyone who is listening right now. Thank you so, so, so much. I know we have a little community out there. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to us right now. Thank you so much for joining us, for supporting, for sharing. We love y'all. I love you guys so much. So, 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 so much. It was a really nice chat. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.